The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I get into the segment from AEW Dynamite that everyone's talking about. That's right. CM Punk, a returning CM Punk to pro wrestling, and the guy who's taking over the world of AEW, MJF, in the ring, in a verbal battle. Bully and I give our take right now on the Busted Open podcast. I think at this point in time, and it is amazing, here we are in 2021, CM Punk has that legendary status. And Bully, you compare a lot of what goes on in the wrestling world to the rock band Kiss. You know, you talk about the opening match needs to be Detroit Rock City and the final match, your main event, is rock and roll night and party every day. Now we're talking about MJF, 25-year-old AEW wrestler that has done so much in a very, very short time. And you're talking about CM Punk, who was huge, and I mean huge, a dozen years ago, was off TV for over seven, and now he's back. And MJF said something that I thought was very, very interesting in that verbal segment to open up AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. And he talked about nostalgia. And he talked about that it's a drug that kind of can cloud your mind. Because it makes you think differently of a period of time. And that's why I bring up the rock band Kiss. Because as you know, Bully Kiss, with the makeup, the magic, and the mystique, you know, went in a completely different direction, took off the makeup, and then 20 years later, decided to put the makeup back on. When they decided to put the makeup back on, they needed to now exceed expectations. Because everybody's got their remembrances of what Kiss was 20 years ago. And believe me, when you look back at something, it's just like when you break up with a girlfriend. You're going to remember the good times and not the bad times. And I thought that was a really good backdrop to that segment on Wednesday. And why? Because MJF mentioned it. So I went on social media, and I'm sure everybody has seen it by now. And if you haven't, it's available on YouTube. And that was the opening 
to what we saw on Dynamite. CM Punk opens the show, Bully. And by the way, I'm probably going to say your name a lot when describing this segment because some of the things that MJF said mirrored things that you have said here on Busted Open. Punk comes out on Wednesday in Chicago. I mean, you know, you know Punk is going to get this huge pop, which he did. In the middle of it, before Punk even entered the ring and held on to a microphone, MJF music hits. Perfect timing, by the way, because everybody's on their feet. Everybody's chanting Punk's name. And then there's MJF to throw cold water on you and spoil the party. Then right away, before MJF even says a word, 15,000 fans are chanting asshole to MJF. MJF. And then... They start up with the CM Punk chants again. Bully, you would have to admit, that was before a word was spoken. The backdrop, the foundation, the environment was there for a magical segment. At that moment right there, they had Chicago in the palm of their hand. And that's a beautiful spot to be in because now you know that you have their full attention. You've commanded their full attention. You can go any way you want. Keep going. Now, MJF speaks a word into the microphone and 15,000 fans are chanting, shut the fuck up. Like this is being played per it's like an orchestra. Now each string is perfect. Symmetry. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. Then what does MJF do? Some of the things bully that you've talked about here on this show that needed to be said. And right away, MJF goes into punk quitting. And being gone from TV and being gone from wrestling for seven years. He brings up the pipe bomb, which I went to Twitter and said that this segment on Wednesday was the best segment that I have seen on a pro wrestling show in almost 20 years. People might argue, and they have, that the pipe bomb was the best promo that they've seen on a wrestling show in 20 years. MJF brought it up, but the way MJF brought it up was, dude, you hate your ceiling with that pipe bomb legendary, amazing, but you hit your ceiling. You have not been able to come close since you had that pipe bomb in Vegas on Monday Night Raw. Then he goes after his UFC career. Then he goes after him being, goes after him being straight edge. And I bring that up for a reason. Punk later said that it was low-hanging fruit, that MJF's promo and the way he started and some of the verbiage he used. But go back and watch when MJF brings up being straight edge and brings up his UFC career. Watch Punk's face. Punk's face. Very good, Dave. Uh, I don't even know what you're about to say, but I think I know what you're about to say. I might be proud of you. Keep going. It got real. It got real. Look at Punk's expression. Because he went from a pro wrestler in the ring listening to a promo to like, what the fuck? That's, that was Punk's expression on his face when MJF. Because MJF went for the ball shot. He went for the ball shot there in the ring. And it was, and I, I don't know if I've ever seen an expression on someone's face as real as Punk's expression during that promo on Wednesday night. Then Punk grabs the microphone, and and Bully, the place goes crazy. Again, 
All he did was grab the microphone and that place went nuts. And then Punk goes on to say that um, MJF is just a jealous fan. You know, he goes for the WWE shot with the less famous Miz. And man, I'm, and then MJF takes the microphone again. And Bully, this is where I bring your, your name up again when describing this promo. Because something that you have said about Punk's short career in AEW is this. He's on this nostalgia tour. He's on this victory lap. And he's not really giving you a lot. There's not a lot of depth there. And that's exactly what MJF went after. A lot of people went back, you know, came, you know, criticized MJF's robotic voice when he did the whole robot thing. I thought it was perfect. Because it's true. He's talking about pucker up Punk. He brings up the fact that, like, Here, it's good to be fill-in name of city. It's good to be in the ring, fill-in name of opponent. Like, Bully, I think MJF hit and struck a chord there because there's a lot of truth to what MJF said in that promo. Get rid of the word think. You said, I think MJF struck a chord in CM Punk with that promo. Change that sentence to... Go ahead. MJF struck a chord. Okay. In CM Punk. There is no think. It happened. And you being able to identify the look on Punk's face is very good because it's the number one thing that I saw. A lot of smoke and mirrors with CM Punk. And that's nothing bad because in the world of magic, which was what pro wrestling really is, you need smoke and mirrors. Lord knows I've been using smoke and mirrors for close to 30 years now. But it's all about the way we can control perception. And Punk doesn't like when you expose the perception. Keep going. Now, MJF and MJF went after then about the seven years that Punk was gone. And how, boy, Punk changed pro wrestling. And he was he was going to use this opportunity in AEW to change wrestling. Well, you had your opportunity, and then you were gone for seven years. And what about those seven years when you were sitting on your couch? How were you changing wrestling there? And then he got into why he came back. And he said, hey, you're saying that you came back because you love this opportunity. You can do what you originally set out to do and, you know, achieve those goals. But let's not forget the fact that you've been paid a boatload of money to come back to pro wrestling. And again, I'm telling you, go back and and look at Punk's face when MJF mentions the boatload of money. Now, people are going to... People are going to talk about the hustle, loyalty, respect, and the PG Punk, you know, PG Punk, and all those little zingers that MJF said. All fun and good, great, good for a laugh. And I'll tell you this, bully, MJF was in Chicago, and he got that crowd to go ooh, at least three times. There were times to go and watch it where they pan the crowd. And they, and the fans have their 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 hands on their head after what MJF just delivered to CM Punk. It's as if when a boxer who's supposed to win the boxing match, the opponent lands a great shot on that other boxer's jaw, and the fans are in disbelief. They were as stunned as Punk was, and for a second, 
and it happens a couple of times during the promo, the hometown crowd is actually worried about their hometown guy because they know that the new kid in town is landing shots that have not been landed on CM Punk in forever, if ever. Now, Punk, listen, there is a part of that. And Bully, you're 100% right. They're like, oh my God, I think I think he's going to get knocked out. But there's also a portion of that crowd. It was like Rocky Four, Like, it was like, there were some, there were some chance for MJ. Like, I, he was starting to win over that Chicago crowd. Now, Punk was able to come back. I mean, I, I love what Punk said about Chicago and the second city. And, you know, it's not because we're number two. It's because this... This city was burnt down. We built it back up again on the ashes that, you know, and I thought that was great. And he got the ultimate singer about the only time that MJF could ever be number one is if Tony has a daughter and MJF marries that daughter. I mean, that was that was a pretty good punch by CM Punk. But but who is it really a punch to? It's probably more of a punch to the WWE than it is a punch to Hunter. Yeah. It's a shot at Hunter. Who cares? But also, too, and and with Punk in that segment, in that tail end of the promo, he put over Darby Allen, he put over AEW, you know, and you need to do that as well. It's not just about who's facing you in the ring. You know, there's some work that Punk has to do. But all in all, Bully, and I stand by what I said, it was... Maybe the best segment I've seen on a pro wrestling show in the last 20 years. And it's and and let me repeat, it's not because of the zingers. That was great. Th- th- there's no doubt that that's that's the that's the sprinkles on top of the ice cream. But the meat and potatoes is those facial expressions by CM Punk. Cause I'm telling you, even talking about it right now, I get goosebumps. Cause I can I can picture Punk's face. It got real in that ring on Wednesday. So what you're saying is, is that MJF was able to legitimately get under Punk's skin. Yes. Interesting. How do you get under CM Punk's skin? With truth, with reality. That's all you have to do with him. There are people out there who believe that Punk is a little bit thin-skinned, can't handle these smacks, and thus stayed away for a long time because he couldn't handle a lot of things that went on in the wrestling business and what people said. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what other people in the business have said that were around him for a long time. There's many layers to this promo. At the end of the day, what should the promo have done? Uh, The promo should sell you on Punk and MJF. Now, I don't even think you need a promo to be sold on Punk and MJF, but it's necessary because if people had to pay money for one thing only, would you rather pay money for a promo with Punk and MJF or would you rather pay money for a match with Punk and MJF? I think people are going to pay for the promo because these are two highly skilled uh, talents on the microphone. Keep in mind that at 24 years old, CM Punk was not even in the same conversation as MJF. MJF is light years, light years ahead of CM Punk when it comes 
to the microphone at 24 years old. And I don't know, maybe in the maybe in the ring, close. I'll, I'll give the edge to Punk in the ring. But I truly believe that if MJF tr- wanted to, he could have really exposed Punk and ripped out his jugular verbally. Question. If that promo is not in Chicago, what happens? Oh, boy. That is a great question, Bully. Um, I I think that MJF would have won over that crowd. I, I was actually thinking to myself, what if that promo was next month in Long Island in front of 10,000 fans? Nope. I don't want to give anybody the advantage because okay. you put the promo in Long Island. Now you're putting it in MJF's backyard. No advantage to anybody. Let's take a neutral, let's take a neutral great wrestling city. So we got to kind of take, I mean, I don't even want to throw Philadelphia in there because we always talk New York, Philadelphia, Chicago. Okay, so let's just say Los let's say Angeles. like North Carolina. Let's say North Carolina, where I just let's Fine. say North Carolina. I think it would have been split down the middle. Would it be fair I to agree. say it was split down the middle? Now, I think it was very smart to do this in Chicago, without a doubt, because you do it in Chicago. Obviously, CM Punk is going to be the uber babyface with MJF being the heel. But was MJF really the heel? People were so excited for this promo because, oh, we're going to, this is like a, this is a dream match. This is fantasy warfare, yada, yada. And I get it. And it's great. But at the end of the day, you got to walk away with the next level of something. In fans' eyes, did they walk away with the next level? What was really said to generate real animosity? There was a there was a there was a lot of little zingers in there. Some say, and this is where I where I talked about laying off of social media because at first this was the greatest promo in the history of pro wrestling, and then it became wait a minute, how many zingers can they throw out just for the sake of zingers, and how many WWE talents and how many WWE stories can you possibly rely on? I would have liked to have seen those things peppered in, but I would have liked to have seen MJF focus on one thing. And I think the one thing would have been not the UFC. It would have been wrestling. The biggest gripe that wrestlers had with Punk and wrestling fans who dislike Punk, the biggest gripe is that he did take his bat and his ball and he went home. And I would have loved to have seen MJF focus on that and expose Punk to the fans. If imagine MJF turns around and says, "This is like this is like a um, this is like Medusa dropping the the strap on Nitro." People are like, "Whoa!" But any promoter who saw that said, "Well, if she'll drop a WWE strap in the trash on Nitro, what makes Nitro think that they she won't do that to them?" You set a bad example. So if I'm MJF, I'm telling the crowd, what makes you think he won't do this to you when he doesn't get his way in AEW? If I'm MJF, I'm telling that crowd, of course you love him. You're still in the honeymoon phase with him. You're in the t- we're in your hometown, blah, blah. 
What's going to happen when he gets all pissy again? What's going to happen when he becomes difficult to deal with again? What's going to happen when there's animosity in the back again? What's going to happen when Punk takes his bat and ball and goes home again? Just remember this night, folks, because MJF is the one who told you. That's what I would have honed in on. And But here's the thing, Bully, is that this is just starting. Like, I feel like a lot of what you're saying is probably going to happen. Like, I almost feel like what we saw on Wednesday was just a foundation being built. And then Bullshit. It be all, Bullshit. Uh, that was wow. that was 20 minutes worth of zingers and this and that. And, Which that is was, There was a lot of talking there. So what are you going to say? So they did all of that. You might be right, Dave. We're going to do all this talking, and then we're going to narrow it down into bullet points? It's possible, or maybe not. But, sure, yeah, But, sure. Bully, like, yeah. I'm not, and you may be right, and I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. I, they had me that whole 20 minutes. And I don't know how many times recently where a promo has grabbed me the way that ha- that did, plopped me in front of my in front of my TV and had me. And that didn't feel like 20 minutes. Like, yeah, maybe they did do the greatest hits. Maybe there was a lot of explosions and bombs and a, a lot of shit went off. And maybe they just threw everything out there. But I don't care. Because what I, I need I needed that bully. I really did need that. That that got me back in. Because right now, and and listen, I'm not comparing anything, but like the best story. And you just said what's gonna make me buy a ticket is this punk MJF. Now, maybe it's going to be because of the verbal battle on the microphone, or maybe it might be the ultimate match. I am, I'm toned in. I am now focused in on MJF and CM Punk right now. The work that they did on the microphone was fantastic. It was a fantastic segment. I really, really liked it. But there's a lot of different points of view that you can look at, look at it from. And my job is to do that on this show. One of the things that I saw on social media was the opinion of fans changing as the weekend went on. Which is true. And and I was not involved in changing anybody's mind. I stay I laid off. I didn't go in there and go, hey, well maybe this or maybe that where people are like, oh yeah, we agree with you, bully. No. They started to change their mind on their own. This promo very much tip of the iceberg because what everybody saw on TV, absolutely fantastic. But once again AEW catered directly to their audience. Is that bad? No. Because you want to give your audience what they want to see and hear. But if you just tuned into AEW or were a new AEW viewer that might not have known about the world of pro wrestling, hey, Tony put out a uh, Tony put out a tweet a couple of weeks ago saying, "Great time to tell your friends about AEW." Maybe some of those friends are not wrestling fans. They tune in, they see that promo, they might not understand what's going on. Now, obviously, that's the minority, and you can't cater to them. Uh, This is why I'm saying I would have liked to have seen it narrowed down, and not so much WWE zingers, the Punk, the Triple H, the whoever else they mentioned, you know, the the Miz thing. Like, let's take one, let's take one good line and hit each other as hard as we can with it, but then let's stick to the reality of what's going on. And I think if MJF sticks to the one thing 
that punk did that left such a horrible taste in people's mouths it might have generated more heat because at the end of the segment what does punk say what does punk say to mjf well he made that i think the last thing he did was the whole number one if you ever if you're ever number one it's going to be when tony finally has a daughter and and but what what was what was the go home line from punk to mjf I don't remember what the go-home line was. He said, I'd like to punch you right in your needle dick. Oh, the needle dick. Actually, uh, I put that out as a gif on social media. Good point. Another zinger just for the pop. I don't want to sit... At the end of that 20 minutes, Punk, I don't want to see you punch MJF in his needle dick. I want to see you punch him in the mouth because the object with MJF is to shut him up, to shatter his jaw. And we, we went back to a zinger. Did it work? I guess so. It got a reaction, but so does a super kick. A zinger gets the reaction that the super kick gets. Oh, okay. I would have liked to that last line to been a little bit more serious than just the zinger. Understood. Um, I talked about the crowd. The crowd helped. Like, this is why I think it would grab like a mainstream fan that might not know everything that was being told. Because bully, you talk about it all the time on this show. It's you know, it's you know, that crowd reaction is going to grab you because judging from that crowd reaction and the reaction of each and every one of those lines, I think if you were somebody that didn't understand everything that was being said, you understood the significance of everything that was being said by the reaction from that crowd Wednesday night. And Dave, regardless of my opinions and my point of views on this promo or how I think it could have went and should have went, I don't think it should have went differently. Should have went differently. I think that a couple of things could have been um, maybe thought about a little bit better. I thought it was really, really good. I enjoyed it. The AEW fans enjoyed it. I'm sure people watching at home, you know, the live crowd, people watching at home enjoyed it. But when at the, at the end of the day it's you're, you're supposed to be able to generate more emotion than just the emotion of the one-liners do you want to see mjf and cm punk fight any more now than you would have at the beginning of the promo i i do because okay, i really fair I, I really do feel like mjf got the best of that and i don't and you know, again, we we go back to that word legendary. Punk to the fan base of AEW, Punk has that legendary status, and I do feel like MJF threw out some knockout punches to to the point where Punk had was reeling and had to win a Chicago fan base back. I mean, I never thought I'd be if, I'd, I'd ever say that. If Punk and MJF stick to the truth, MJF comes out the glaring victor. Because what's the truth about MJF? What's the cold, hard truth about Maxwell Jacob Friedman in his wrestling career? I, I think when it comes to... That, he, that he's a fucking star and almost <laughs> untouchable on the microphone. That's the truth. I mean, I'm sorry that he comes from shitty parents, but that's a different story. All MJF has to do is stick to the truth about Punk's career. There's, uh, we, there's the heat. 
it, it's uh, there's a lot. I stand by what I said. You I already dis- you already disappointed the WWE universe. How long before you disappoint the AEW fans? Well, I mean, that's something that's probably going to be brought up. I'll say this, Bully. I still stand by what I said. I think it was the best wrestling segment I've seen in the last 20 years. And you want to know something? You could disagree with me. That's fine. Tell me one that was better to garner the emotion that they were able to do last night. Hey, everyone. It's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Punk was very good on Wednesday. MJF is just next level. Punk was forced out of his comfort zone, which is great. They both put a gun to each other's head. MJF finally had somebody to work up to on his level on the stick. But it's the punk of old that MJF truly needs. The punk of new, does he really have that edge on the stick? I mean, yeah, he was good. He was very good. He wasn't as great as MJF no. last Wednesday. No. It's it's almost, it's like, it's like the Sith Lords, you know? MJF is the new Sith and killed off the other Sith. Passing of the torch. But it wasn't uh, you a know passing. What? Uh, you, it was no, a no, grabbing. No. Exactly. It was you a don't, grabbing you don't, of the torch. You don't pass this torch in the business. I don't believe in the passing of the torch. I don't believe you give up the torch to somebody else. I believe in if you can take this torch, if you can strike me down and take this torch, then you can have my spot. Until then, fuck you, it's my spot. And Bully, while we're listening to that little montage that Andre put together, you were like, you were like punching your hand because you're like knockout punch, knockout punch, knockout punch. MJF was throwing haymakers at CM Punk. And again, going back to like you said on on a neutral site, but let's just keep it in Chicago because that's where it took place. Punk's home city. Uh, every single person in there is on Punk's side. I mean, most of the people in attendance had a CM Punk t-shirt. Bully, safe to say, that's that's the home team playing in front of the home crowd. The home crowd wants the home team to win. Safe to say that, right? So, yes. you know what? They, they, listen, and Andre did a great job of letting it breathe a little bit. Listen to the crowd during those haymakers at MJF through they weren't booing mjf they were ooing mjf and they and if you listen to the tone of the ooze it wasn't like oh he got him it was oh he got him it was it was those low ooze like holy shit mjf just landed a shot on punk that we haven't seen landed this guy might actually be better and he is. If this was five minutes of you don't know what I'm going to say and I don't want to know what you're going to say, MJF kills Punk. He's got... And, and, and the fair reason is this. There's a very fair reason. It's because Punk's been in the business for 25 years and MJF's got a lot more ammunition. You know, Punk, MJF going after the straight edge. 
Well, I kind of I commend punk on being straight edge. You know, God bless yeah. you that you're not poisoning your body. Good for you. Like, see, I would have taken that out the whole straight edge thing. I don't think it gets you any mileage except for a ooh, it's a zinger. I would have liked to have seen them stick to the the roots, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the real foundation. And if you're if you're punk, what is? I've already given you the MJF. Um, focus the focus would have been on punk leaving if you're punk what's the focus on mjf it's you know and he tried here's the thing punk tried he tried with like oh you're just a jealous fan with my poster on your wall and he made the remark about his parents being able to buy him into any college that he wants to go to really that's it because bully i think the biggest comp comp uh compliment or actually the biggest comment that you said which is 100 percent true is that if you're mjf you got a laundry list of things you can go after when it comes to bunk because you said there's all those years of him in the business there's all the wwe shots that you can make because he was listen let's face it even the biggest cm punk fan knows that during his run as champion he was still number two you, you have him quitting. You have him sitting home at seven years. You have a short UFC career. There's a lot of things you can go after if you're, M- if you're MJF. There isn't anything to go after if you're CM Punk. There really isn't. So if I'm CM Punk, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let MJF pile all those shots on me. I'm going to let him get as much steam on me verbally as I possibly can because I know I don't have enough material to come back at him with. He doesn't have that much time in the business. And the amount of time that he does have, he's been doing so well. If I'm, if I'm punk in that situation, and this is definitely a Monday morning quarterback call because I haven't thought about this until now, I think I might let him get the best of me for real. Pile on so much heat that people are like, holy crap, punk's in a lot of trouble and then have to do the one thing that you can beat him at with your fists. That's why I thought the needle dick line was stupid. I'd like to punch you right in your needle dick. <sighs> You're supposed to want to punch him in the face. Yeah, I, I kind of saw it like, and again, I like to bring up football analogies. To me, Wednesday night was a blowout where the home team was able to score a couple of late touchdowns to make it close, but the score really doesn't tell you how deep they were beaten in that game. I, I, I really do feel like MJF in front of that Chicago crowd got the best of CM Punk on Wednesday. You know, Punk also said to him, he goes, oh, you think you're a revolutionary, he says that to MJF. Well, isn't MJF a bit revolutionary and he's doing and saying things that guys haven't been able to do and say in a long, long time? And, 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 and to be fair, Punk was able to do that a decade ago in the middle of the PG era with John Cena. That pipe bomb promo, the reason that we still talk about it today was like it was so un-WWE PG-like. And he was able to do it in that segment. And that again brought MJF's comment about, hey, dude, you hit your ceiling. Like, I keep coming back and making my promo better than the last one. And I, I got to be honest, that last one, was his best one. He's speaking truth. If and I'm, you're if right. I'm, MJ, if I'm MJF, right. I'm just saying I, I'm doing what you did 10 years ago, only I'm doing it better and I'm doing it more often. People talk about one promo, the pipe bomb. People about, talk about my promos every single week, which is basically what he said. And when MJF hits punk with that truth, it, it's, it's reality. What made MJF's, to me, better than the pipe bomb is because he's standing across from 
the guy who delivered that pipe bomb promo and got the best of them and was able to show real animosity and anger in that guy in that man's face busted open as part of the sirius xm sports podcast network producers our very own diva gabby laspisa and andre viola sound designed by mary bion andy king is the director of sports podcasting for sirius xm special thanks to sirius xm's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting steve cohen and sirius xm fight nation program director marissa rivas the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.